Introduction to Mindfulness. Journalist Alana Goldberg speaks with Miles Kessler, an American teacher of meditation, Aikido, and integral practice. So, so maybe you can give us a quick example. Maybe we'll uh, practice. You want me to practice. demonstrate? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm actually, I, I, I love to demonstrate. I'm also an Aikido teacher and I'm also mm-hmm. demonstrating in front of my students all day long. So I'm quite comfortable with that. But it's, I think it's even more effective if we actually, um, if we participate together. Sure. Yeah, so I participate, you participate, mm-hmm. and perhaps the people listening also. You know, unless you're driving and listening to this, <laughs> yeah. If you're driving, keep driving. Uh, but but drive if not, mindfully. <laughs> drive mindfully. <laughs> but if not, um, if uh, okay, so yeah, let's, yeah, let's see. do it. Let's do it. All right. So, um, so just a just a quick uh, uh, summary. Remember, mindfulness has the quality of thinking, mm-hmm. and it, it's it's not a it's not an active quality. It's a kind of something that happens quite naturally. So just by being with the object, it'll sink deeper. Uh, mindfulness is also able to stay with experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it doesn't mean that you'll be able to stay every moment because the mind does slip away. But then just bring it back, really gentle, and okay. mindfulness uh, meets fully whatever's whatever's arising. So uh, okay. So find a comfortable position, either sitting or standing, or if you're walking, you can somehow do this, uh, but slightly differently. So let's let's just assume that everybody's sitting, and just take a moment and bring your awareness to the body. And again, you don't have to look for any physical sensations that are in the body. Just be aware of the physical sensations that are arising in the present moment. If you feel that there's different sensations that are in a way, competing with each other, it's totally fine to choose one, let the other one go. You can always move back to the other sensation, but just be aware of the sensations that are rising in the present moment. And being aware of their quality. First, you might notice if they're pleasant or if they're more on the unpleasant side. And just stay with that. And then you may notice if they're, for example, if the sensations have a more hardness to them or if there's a softness or if there's a tension or if it's relaxed. You may notice if, uh, if there's heat in the body or if there's coldness in the body. You may notice if there's movements or maybe even you might detect some very subtle vibrations or if the sensation is solid and fixed. Just being aware and knowing that the aspect of your mind, the subjective sense of who you are, is observing the sensations as an object, allowing your awareness to cover the object, allowing your awareness to stay with the object, and allowing your awareness to sink into the object, which in this case is physical sensations. And now shifting the awareness to the breath and specifically the movement of the breath in the belly and the chest area. Being mindful that as you breathe in, there's an expansion in the breath, in the belly, in the chest. And as you breathe out, there's a contraction 
like a balloon inflating and deflating. Being mindful of the inflation and being mindful of the deflation. And as you stay mindful of the inflation or the rising movement and the falling movement of the breath, notice there may be even smaller sensations within those movements. A little tension here, a little pulling there, perhaps pressure, perhaps tension, contraction, relaxation. Also noticing if the breath is moving fast or moving slow. Noticing if there's any intention to manipulate the breath or having an idea of how it should be. Relax that, let that go. Just being aware of what is in the present moment. And allowing your awareness, allowing your mindfulness to sink into the present moment with the breath. In each moment, moment by moment, breath by breath. Should the mind drift away with thoughts, simply be aware that the mind is drifting away. Notice that for a few moments and then bring your attention back to the breath, coming home, creating the breath or treating the breath like it's your home base where you always return to. Should the mind go out with a distraction or should the mind drift away or wander off? It could be away for 10 seconds, 20 seconds, 30 seconds or more. Doesn't matter. The moment you're aware that the mind wandered off, give a few moments to the object that it wandered off to, a sound or a thought or whatever, and then return to the breath and knowing the breath as you breathe in, knowing the physical sensations in the belly and the chest as you breathe out, moment by moment, breath by breath. And slowly opening your eyes, allowing your mindfulness to move from the inside back to the outside in the space around you and relaxing the attention. All right. We're Thank back. you. Yeah, We're back. You're welcome. <laughs> okay. So I think that gives kind of a bit of an understanding of how to practice mindfulness in a formal sense. Yeah. Um, so let's move. So let's say that's twenty minutes of my day. Uh, like what a I'm, twenty minute meditation. Yeah, let's okay. say let's say I meditate for twenty minutes of the day, just yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. I sit. I pay attention to the physical sensations. Yeah. And then the gong goes off or whatever at the end of my meditation. 
I'm interested to know how I take this mindfulness with me to other places. Great. Um, now, you mentioned at the beginning of our meditation um, that, that people could do this while they're walking. Yeah. So maybe that's a good place Great. to move to. How do I take this mindfulness with me through movement? No, that's, that, that's really awesome because remember, the, the mindfulness is, is, is the key, the core uh, method that we use in meditation, mm-hmm. but mindfulness is not limited meditation. Right. So when you're walking or certainly when you're driving, you know, for example, or when mm-hmm. you're operating heavy machines, if you mm-hmm. operate heavy machines or with your child, you don't want to be meditating. Right. Meditation means we turn in. Okay. Yeah, we, 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 it's almost like mindfulness is a, is a flashlight that mm-hmm. we shine into darkness and we try to understand deeper. Uh, in meditation, we turn that flashlight inside, mm-hmm. and it's inside of us. In in mindfulness practice, especially when we're moving around uh, in daily life, we turn that flashlight not just out, but it's kind of inside and out. You know, mm-hmm. there's always a sense that we want to kind of keep uh, a, a certain awareness on on what's going on with ourselves. You know, right. kind of checking in, how you feeling, whatever. Most people do this anyways, yeah, especially. Uh, people who are more emotional, intelligent, and have already kind of developed a certain amount of awareness, they're kind of checking in with themselves on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. Um, but now we're now we're actually moving the flashlight out and how we move into the world. And um, again, if I just touch on the the the, uh, um, the tradition for a moment, uh, they, they traditionally taught that, that mindfulness can be practiced in four postures. Mm-hmm. And uh, of course, there's the sitting posture, which is, you know, if you think of a the icon or the, the, the metaphorical meditator, monk or whatever, they're sitting in full lotus and they're sitting yeah. and not moving okay. like a statue. So they've got their legs crossed. they got their legs yeah. crossed. And, and you know, especially you look at a statue, it's like you're looking at the statue and it's not moving. Mm-hmm. Now, that can happen in meditation, but for most of us that probably doesn't happen, but we do our best. Yeah? Right. But that's the sitting posture. Yeah? And that's a, whole nother, that's a whole nother episode. And does it have to be... <laughs> Exactly like oh, you okay. said, yeah, no, sitting no, in a no, lotus of, posture. Of course not. No, okay. you can be sitting in a chair. You can be sitting in a, a comfortable chair. I mean, the thing with sitting in a comfortable chair, it can actually, uh, if it's too comfortable, especially for beginning meditators, mm. uh, you'll just fall asleep. You might have a great rest. It might be very good for resting, <laughs> right. but it's not meditation. Okay. Uh, so it should be sitting in a chair that's somehow um, supportive and uh, but keeps you attentive rather than more relaxing. Okay. Um, so that's the first posture. The second posture is lying, and mm-hmm. obviously lying down, you can meditate as well. Um, for people with chronic pains, obviously uh, 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 it's helpful to be lying down. Mm-hmm. And in many of the conventional mindfulness practices, they actually do teach people who are dealing with chronic physical suffering, physical mm-hmm. pain, to do laying down meditation, okay. and, and they, they experience a lot of relief from that. I assume sleep is kind of... Well, likely to happen in that posture as well. It, it, it is, and but remember, and, and this is some, mindfulness is something that needs to be developed, yeah. And, mm. it, and it does increase with meditation practice or uh, actively practicing mindfulness, and it will decrease when we stop practicing mindfulness. Right. So it's, it's like a muscle. You were saying before, it's mm. like doing a bicep curl, bicep curls for the brain, right? Yeah, yeah. Right. I used to, I, I, you know, I used to kind of think. I realized at a certain point is like when we're meditating or when we're, we're practicing mindfulness, we really are like developing new muscles that are in right. the brain that we all have. And um, you know, like you know, when you're a little bit out of shape, you haven't trained for one, you go up a flight of stairs, you're like, oh my god, that's you know, I'm out of shape. <laughs> right. Same thing with mindfulness. You know, when when you let's say life is busy or you've you just didn't have the time or didn't remember to practice for some time, you'll notice that your mindfulness has decreased. Okay. So when you practice it more and more, it will develop. And the nice thing about the four postures is that we can always practice it. Mm. So there's a sitting, there's the lying down. The third posture is standing. Mm-hmm. And sometimes monks will actually, or monks are on retreat, they'll actually, if you're falling asleep, they'll 
the sleepiness can come up, but they'll recommend that you do standing meditation. Okay. And, you know, so just standing still. Just standing still, yeah. And and standing meditation is 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 even more difficult because you have to. It takes more energy to hold yourself upright. Mm, okay. But for you and me in our daily life, you know, how many times throughout the day are we just standing in one place? Right, like waiting in a queue at the bank. Exactly, because, from yeah. time to time, yeah. And people cutting in line and whatever. You know, there's all kinds of things that can go on, but uh, waiting for the bus or something like that. So mm-hmm. these these moments as well, we can actually be mindful. They're perfect. In fact, if, if, waiting in a queue is a perfect opportunity to practice mindfulness mm, okay. and to meditate and really just kind of unplug from our all of our agendas and daily plans in that moment and plug into something that, you know, plug into the universe for a moment and kind of recharge our battery. Mm-hmm. And that is one beautiful thing before I talk about movement that I will say about mindfulness is that when we when we are able to kind of practice mindfulness in a sustained way, mm-hmm. it charges our battery. Okay. Yeah. Think of our daily activities where the mind is kind of running around and we're doing all these things and, and you know, you have children at home and then jobs and families and relationships and all these things that we're juggling. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, we can be pretty, our battery is like, we need to right. kind of recharge. Um, physical activities, mental activities, Take the energy out of the battery. Mm. Mindfulness practices fill the battery up. And it's really like plugging in. You know, you plug your iPhone into the wall and it charges, it juices up. The moment we're mindful, so we actually recharge our, our, I I could say spiritual battery, but I'll even say something like we recharge our mental battery as we become mindful. Introduction to Mindfulness. Journalist Alana Goldberg speaks with Miles Kessler, an American teacher of meditation, Aikido, and integral practice. <laughs> 